Well, today we celebrate the Feast of St. James, and uh, there's a lot that could be said about this, uh, uh, this great apostle. Uh, some interesting things. First and foremost is we note that in the Gospels we see him, he's the brother of John, uh, and it's really he and John and Peter who are the three closest apostles. So Jesus had thousands of people following him, and then he kind of had like probably, uh, I would say maybe four or five hundred people who were especially close, and then he had about a hundred and twenty who were really, really close, and then he had the seventy, and then he had the twelve, but then even within the twelve he had the three. So there's these kind of concentric circles of intimacy with Jesus. And uh, James the Greater, whose feast we celebrate today, was one of the three. That's really a big deal. you know. So he was very, very close to Jesus. He was allowed to go into the room when Jesus raised the little girl from the dead. He was along with Peter and John. Okay, So he got to witness that uh, really astounding miracle. Also, even, even greater than that, he was there to witness the transfiguration. So he was one of the three people who was able to go up on the on the mountain with Jesus when Jesus was transfigured as a kind of a foreshadowing of his resurrection. So that's a really, really big deal too. And then he was also one of the three, again, along with his brother and along with St. Peter, who were able to see Jesus uh, suffering his agony in the garden very, very closely. They didn't, they didn't go as at some point, Jesus was all by himself, but before he was all by himself, you know, the three were the ones who were witnessing him and his agony. So all of those were were really great privileges that um, James had along with his brother and along with St. Peter. But what's very interesting is that his brother's fate was very different than his fate. And St. Peter's fate was very different than his fate. So the... Uh, St. James was martyred early on. He was the first of the twelve apostles to be killed. And he was killed only about, I would say, maybe ten years into the life of the church. So he didn't go that long. He didn't last that long, really. You know, you would have thought, looking at his career during the days of Jesus' earthly ministry, this guy was destined for big things. But it didn't seem like that was in the, in the charts for him, in, the, in his cards. He died early on. He was the first of the twelve to die. So Herod got him, imprisoned him, and killed him. And that was his fate. Now when Peter was imprisoned by Herod, an angel came and helped him escape. And he got out and he lived another 30 years. How come God didn't send an angel to St. James to help him get out of prison? Is that not fair? Right? James's brother would go on to live 50 years longer than James. So John, it says, the, the, we have it under ancient testimony, that John, who eventually would end up on the island of Patmos and receive the, the great apocalyptic revelation of the final book in the Bible, and he would be released, and he would go on to write the Gospel of John, which is probably the greatest book in the whole Bible. Okay? he uh, the, We have it on ancient testimony that Domitian, the emperor put uh, John in a big cauldron of boiling oil. And he miraculously survived it. Couldn't kill him. It was like a cat with nine lives. Couldn't kill this guy. So then he said, okay, I'm gonna, I can't kill him, I'm going to exile him. And then he was released. He got out. And he went around and he continued to evangelize and he wrote the most important book of the Bible. You know? So, so someone might say, hey, this is kind of not fair. What's going on? James is... I thought he was... 
He was destined for great things, you know? He was one of the three. He, he witnessed the transfiguration. Peter went on to do big things. John went on to do big things. James got killed right off the bat. What's going on? But you know, my brothers and sisters, James is still a great apostle because he did the will of God. And it's as simple as that. He did God's will. It was God's will that he would have the honor of being the first of the twelve to shed his blood for Christ. It was God's will that he would only minister for maybe ten years after the resurrection and ascension. It was God's will that he would be arrested, thrown in prison, and not have an angel come and rescue him. That was God's will for his life. And because he did God's will, we see this in our gospel today. Jesus says, can you drink the chalice that I am going to be drinking? And that's in reference to the chalice was a, a metaphor for suffering. Okay, so Jesus says, you don't know what you're asking. Can you, can you, in, you know, take the suffering that's going to be coming to me? And James says, yes, I can. And he would. And Jesus does say, he says, you will drink the chalice. Okay. And so that will of God that, you know, is symbolized by that chalice, James was able to grasp it with both hands and take it to his mouth. He was completely conformed to the will of God. And because of that, he is powerful. And his afterlife, his ministry and his fame and his glory after his death was greater than before. So we know him as the great patron of Spain. And uh, Santiago... Uh, de Compostello is the, is the great city of St. James, and it's legend has it that he actually, believe it or not, before he died, about four years or so before he was martyred, he actually made it as far as Spain to preach to Spain. And I mean, if he did, it was probably a small little thing. But it was just a seed that would grow, that would grow and grow and grow. And we've got the famous uh, uh, pilgrimage to, to Santiago de Compostela. To this day, in fact, I read a, recently, it says in the year 2014, only five years ago, there was some 230,000 pilgrims registered that had completed this great pilgrimage route to now. And many of those pilgrims are not necessarily Catholics or Christians or believers at all. But don't you know and don't you understand, St. James is interceding for all of those pilgrims. And God's graces are being released into the lives of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people across the ages because of that, that the powerful intercession of St. James. Why is he so powerful? It's because he did God's will. So the application for us, my brothers and sisters, is regardless of, you know, sometimes we have a short-term vision. We say something happens to us, it's not fair, how come this other person got this and not me, so forth and so on. And God knows what he's doing. Our job is to do his will and to embrace his providence in our lives, regardless of what that looks like. And uh, when we do that, we trust that our ministry and our fame and our importance, so to speak, even though we don't see it here, will be established in eternity. And uh, I love the saying of St. Therese, she says, I want, to, I want to spend my heaven doing good on earth. And uh, we need to look at our lives in this short sorrowful world that we live in as merely a preparation for ministry from heaven. Okay, And mostly we're probably going to be ministering to our children and our grandchildren, things like that, when we're in heaven, praying for them. 
But for, I believe that whoever's lives we've touched and we've come encountered, encountered with and their, and their children, those are the people that God will entrust to our intercession when we're in heaven. Now, we might not be great at, you know, apostles like St. James, you know, who's become the patron saint of Spain, but we are important. And our, the value and the worth of our suffering and our embracing of God's will in this life uh, has value for, uh, for eternity. So my brothers and sisters, let's not have a narrow vision of God's will for our lives. Let's not have blinkers on, but let's think in terms of eternity. Let's think in terms of the big picture, and let's, like St. James, and take that cup to ourselves. No matter what that cup contains, God's will for us. Let's embrace God's will and, and do that, and thereby we will become saints.